Hello, all you lovely traumatized humans. So this is how I'm feeling right now, this week. I feel like I'm failing at everything I try to do. That's how I feel. Um, I work in sales. It's fucking hard to work in sales. And like working as a young woman in sales is also really difficult because a lot of people don't think young women are smart and know what they're talking about. And it's like this fine line of being like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. I'm fun. I'm like, whatever. But also being like, I know, like not a bitch, you know, <laughs> like, like it's like, I don't know. I feel like... um men have it easy. Men are awful and stuff. But also like sales is just hard, especially in um, an industry that I work in. So anyway, I feel like I suck at everything. And it really bothers me because I'm very type A and I really like to be good at everything I do. And right now I feel like I'm bad at everything I do. (laughs) Well, just work like nothing else. Um, So we're going to talk about consistency today. It's kind of like pertinent, I suppose, because uh, sales is all about consistency. I, you know, I go to work every day. I do like the same things. I make all my calls. I do my follow up emails. Emails. I, uh, you know, I'm doing prospect research. I'm trying to find, you know, people that know people we already work with and all this other kind of stuff. But it's very busy and it's very hard. So, um, I actually got a sales call the other day from uh, someone at Zoom Info. Now, did I request this? No, but he told me that his software could change my life, and. Um, so the, the tool sort of, okay, so it's a sales enablement tool. It promises to like find new business leads who are searching on the internet for exactly the thing that you're trying to sell. So say you're trying to sell, I don't know, um, popcorn machines. They would give you all these leads of people that are like actively searching for popcorn machines, which sounds great, but doesn't really work exactly how it sounds. So um, I didn't fault him for his overpromises. It's not going to change my life. We've all overpromised something at some time, but I did highly doubt his promise that another piece of software, yet another piece of software, like how many pieces of software do we need um, might change my life. It felt like a commercial maybe for like Slim Fast in like 2000 or a, ra- a radio ad for Tupperware in like the 60s. It's going to revolutionize your food storage possibilities. <laughs> anything can change your life. But the degree to which a life can be changed is not entirely clear. So I was like, sir, how much is this going to change my life? It might make it worse. It might make it better. What are you saying? The sales guy was doing the opposite of what I do when I try to sell something. He was over-promising and probably under-delivering. I like to make promises I know I can keep and then go above and beyond what was promised. That way, myself and the thing that I'm selling look really impressive. Or maybe a better rule of thumb would be to not promise anything at all since promises have a bad habit of being broken. Um, I can't tell you the number of people who are like, yeah, we're going to move forward with you. And then they're like, oh, never mind. Like the board said no or whatever. And you're just like, oh, why did you say yes then? But anyway, the sales guy got me thinking about how difficult it really is to change your life and how the promise of a plug and play piece of software underestimates the complexity of human behavior. So someone might be searching for a specific item online, say a popcorn machine, and his piece of software may let me know that. But the software doesn't tell me why someone is searching for the item in the first place or who they know in the industry or what their timeline is or which specific feature they might need or not even know that they need or um, who the ultimate decision maker is or which specific piece of information drives their decision making. Is it price? Is it a specific feature? Is it something else? Promises are easy. Change is really, really hard. A few months ago, I wrote about having my body composition measured. And um, in just over a year, I gained 1.2 pounds of muscle and lost about four pounds of fat. So like my body shape was pretty much the same. My weight was relatively the same, but I gained uh, 1.2 pounds of muscle, lost four pounds of fat, and small numbers like that don't seem so impressive, but those changes were made over months of consistent weight training, running, proper nutrition, 
proper rest. Consistency isn't sexy, but the results of consistency are, which is why I'm skeptical of any quick fix promising to quote unquote change my life. (laughs) I don't make New Year's resolutions because I find them sort of stupid and because the idea of a New Year's resolution smacks of quick quick fixes and um, hollow promises. Everyone goes to the gym for a few weeks, right, before it's empty again mid-February. One year on New Year's Eve, a friend and I went to CVS and bought poster boards, and we stayed up late cutting out images from magazines that represented things we wanted to manifest that year. Very mid-20s, like, white girls of us. (laughs) We never finished our project, though. We kind of gave up before we even glued the the images down. But uh, And we went to a restaurant for, like, sushi. (laughs) We were just like, this is boring now. Um... Another year, I wrote a list of resolutions on the back cover of my diary. Each one as pithy and meaningless as the the last. Like, one was like, be nicer, because I can kind of be a bitch. I mean, I'm just like impatient. So it comes off as as, like brassy, I guess. I don't know. Um, Another resolution I had was to wear more sunscreen, which (laughs) I'm still not so good at, or to sleep more or to ask for a raise. These aren't bad resolutions per se, but I surely didn't need to wait until the first of the year to like try to be nicer or to like ask for what I'm worth or whatever. Resolutions are intentions, but intentions don't matter much if you never follow through with anything. The thing that resolutions aren't is action, and the only thing that produces lasting results is consi- is consistency. It's hard to say is consistency. There's too many S's. Consistent exercise, right? Consistent work, consistent investing, consistent therapy, my God, consistently showing up. The sales guy called me eight more times before I blocked his number. Wow. And then he simply called from a different number. And I was like, Zach, you got to let me, you got to leave me alone. Uh, He was consistent. I could give him that. Please stop calling, I told him one day. So he started emailing instead. I wanted to throw my computer at a brick wall. Sometimes consistency can be annoying, but maybe one day, I will need the thing he's selling and I'll probably think of him. He was probably using a bunch of tools as well to like, not even like, like he wasn't doing that much work. He probably had a dialer to to make a bunch of phone calls and he was probably automating emails. It wasn't that much work on his part, but it did keep him top of mind, you know? So there's something to that as well. So I think like the thing I have to keep in mind is just that, you know, if I'm consistently doing the right work, it's going to pay off and I'm getting impatient doesn't help. And being impatient can also lead me to be kind of like pushy or overbearing. Like it's not, it's not helpful to be impatient um, or to be pushy to customers. You kind of have to like let them come to you. So anyway, I linked, let's see, a whole book about sales, a whole list of books about sales. So there's a lot of sales books out there. A lot of them suck. I have to say, I've tried to read a lot of them and they're just all the same. Like it's all about mindset and it's all about consistently doing the right thing. Like like I can summarize all of them right here, right now. Um, the One of the best ones I'm reading, shout out to my sales manager, but he, uh, it's called Influence and it's all about human psychology. So it's about how to like, how to influence people to do the things you want without like overtly telling them. Um, so that's kind of been more helpful uh, in a sense for sales and all of the process stuff is pretty standard like across all sales jobs. I think, I don't, I don't think it's like crazy different and I don't think any different piece of software is like crazy different from the rest. There's so many solutions out there and there's so many books out there. So I don't know, find one that's good, but this is called influence. I don't know the guy who wrote it, but it's fat, it's thick. And it's actually like not a hard read. It's kind of interesting, but it's, it's a thick read. So it might take you a while, especially if you're a slow reader or if you're dumb. All right. And then, um, (laughs) I linked an article about automate, automating email marketing. This is something I don't do. It's something that I probably should do more, but I don't want any of my emails to sound just like, um, 
like they're going to a million people, you know, I like to personalize my emails, which sometimes pays off. Like when one guy reached out to me and was like, Sarah, you've been so professional and persistent. And I was like, wow, thank you, sir. And he still is not my customer yet, but I will get him one day. Um, and then I linked an article about developing better consistency in, in work and in life. Probably the best way uh, that I'm consistent is obviously in my training. I don't really let anything get in the way of my training. And I get mad if something does get in the way of my training. But I mean, 50 to 60 miles a week, boom. Um, I've started instituting about um, one or maybe like one every one speed work every like week or two. So maybe like three speed workouts a month. And I'm going to see if that's helping at all. I do weight training three times a week. I, um, you know, sleep, I do yoga once a week, uh, make sure that I eat healthily, which Mike, Mike has helped me with because, uh, he starts, he's been cooking more for me, which has been nice because I'm a real shit cook and it's, it's hard to eat food when it, when it tastes like shit. So, um, what else? So anyway, I'm just very consistent about my training, which has led to some really great results, but, um, I'm also very consistent in my writing. Like I've published two blogs a week for about four and a half years now. Um, sometimes it's hard and I'm like, I have nothing to say. And sometimes I'm like, well, who fucking even reads it? Who even cares if it's good or whatever? So, um, but it is difficult to do. I mean, it's a lot of volume of writing and I have gotten a lot better over the years. So say la vie, but it takes time. Right. And I think that that's the thing I have to keep in mind with my job as well. It takes time. I mean, my best year of fundraising was my last. So it was like, I was four years into my job at the Red Cross when I had my best year of fundraising ever. Um, It takes time to develop relationships. It takes time to um, just earn trust from people. (laughs) You know what I mean? So uh, it doesn't happen overnight. And fuck, it's hard though. So anyway, I love you all. And I will talk to you fucking in April. Bye.